Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Good morning, everyone from Chicago. How are you guys doing? Um, I had prepared a teaching last night that I had thought that I would be talking about this morning, but I just, it's funny because I just didn't have peace. And, and sometimes the Holy Spirit will just change the direction and we don't know why. But if we follow him, that's the way to go. So I, uh, t- this morning, I just really wanted to encourage you on God's love for you because that is my most favorite thing to talk about. Now, I grew up, you know, kind of feeling very unloved and unsafe. And when I got a revelation of the Father's love, which I'm still growing in daily, it just transformed my life and brought so much healing to my heart. And I believe that knowing his love is the key to everything. It's the key to receiving. It's the key to trusting, because we can't receive from someone we don't trust. And so if we believe that we are safe with someone and they love us, we're able to receive from them. So that's why I will continue to talk about uh, the Father's love for us. And I like to talk about the Father's love because of just what I grew up with. But I'm going to start off with a verse. And, And what I'm going to do today is really just give you some nuggets from some revelations I have, and I'm actually pulling them from a new devotional book that I have coming out probably within a few weeks or so. And But I can't, I can only speak to you with the revelation that I have. And so I just pulled the nuggets on God's love this morning because that's what I felt led to share with you today. But 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, and now these three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So God is love. Love is huge. (laughs) Love is everything. And like that song says, love is all we need, you know, and it's really the truth. But I, as I was reflecting this morning on the Father's love for me, I posted this on Facebook and I just wanted to read this over you before I get started with some of these nuggets God will never abandon you or reject you, criticize you or condemn you. Expect love, love and more love from a good father who cherishes you. So why don't you just even say that out loud? God cherishes me. Okay, you're not tolerated. You're celebrated by a father who thinks the world of you. You are his treasured child and there's nothing he wouldn't do for you. And he wants to help you with any lies you might be believing about him or yourself and replace them with truth so that healing can take place in your heart and your body. So the first thing before I really get into a few of these nuggets about God's love, I just want to talk about, you know, God is love. So God's love, he is consistent. We have to know that he is consistent. So James 1.17 says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. 
Now I'm going to give you a little examples. Uh, how many of you know chameleons are lizards that change colors? And scientists believe that chameleons change color to reflect their moods. Okay, but so like darker colors tend to mean that a chameleon is angry and so on. But unfortunately, many people feel like God is like chameleons and that he's moody and angry at, at, you know, depending on your behavior, but he can be nice and sweet another time. But God is consistent 24 seven. And if we feel like God is moody, we'll be afraid to go to him. And he wants us to know that he is solid. He is love. He is consistent. And so when it says in that verse, no variation, it means God doesn't change. He's solid. He's trustworthy. He remains consistent all the time. Say all the time. The definition of variation is the act, process, or accident of varying in condition, character, or degree. So God's character never changes. And that's good news for us. He's always good. He never changes his mind about us. His good opinion of us will last in eternity, and it's not going to change. Thank you. Because of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And he's always pursuing us with love and truth. He doesn't lie. He's a truth teller. He'll always be faithful to us. And his faithfulness is a gift that's not earned. It's who he is, and he is faithful to us. And so knowing that God is always consistent uh, is, is huge for our lives. We have to know this truth. And so I just want, how about we say some declarations after the end of some of these nuggets? God is not moody. <laughs> God is in a good mood. <laughs> there you go. And so the other thing is God's love is found in Jesus going to the cross for us. How many of you know that the cross was the greatest love act ever recorded? And so Jesus came to set us free and to show his the love that he has for us. And I'm going to read Hebrews 12 too, says, Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And so I'm just going to give little examples and then go into a little bit of teaching with these nuggets. But, you know, I remember when I was, you know, pregnant with my three beautiful children and it was time for labor. And let me tell you something, I didn't have the greatest labors, especially the first one. Because I tried to do it naturally, and it's a long story. I did end up doing it naturally, um, but it's it was it was a long labor. But at the end of during the labors of all three of my children, I thought about that beautiful baby that I was going to hold. And it made the pain so worth it for me to experience having my children. And so I've heard it said that we are the joy set before Jesus as he endured the cross. So he went through excruciating physical pain and humiliation as he went to the cross to set us free in every area of our lives. 
he thought of us with each lash that he endured, which ripped him to shreds, basically, and was very, very, very painful. He thought of us. He thought, that is so my child can be healed. That is so my child can be free. That is so my child can walk in no condemnation and so on. That is so my child sees how much I love him or her. We were the joy set before him. And so that is good news for us. So why don't you just say that right now? I was the joy set before Jesus. And just say this, personalize it. Jesus went to the cross for me to set me free. And so that is just beautiful love. And God's love cherishes you in his thoughts. That's another nugget I want to share here. And I've shared it several times, but I'm going to keep sharing it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to read Psalm 139, 17 and 18 from the Passion Translation. And it's one of these are some of my favorite verses. And just close your eyes if you're watching right now and just soak this in for your heart. Um, Every single moment you are thinking of me, how precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When I awake each morning, you're still with me. Now, think about someone you really deeply love. And I'll just share, I mean, I could say my family 100%, but right now I'm just going to share about my spiritual mom who has been one of the most important people in my life. I really believe that I couldn't be doing what I'm doing in ministry without her. She has been a major gift from God and giving me the loving and parenting that I never had. And I could just say all kinds of things. But the point is, when I say her name or I hear her name, I just have these precious thoughts about her. I just love her. I just cherish her. And I know all of you can think of at least one person um, where it what is the same thing. But the definition of the word cherish is to hold or treat as dear, feel love for, to care for tenderly, to nurture. And some synonyms of cherish are treasure, appreciate, honor, and admire. So isn't it amazing that our good father has treasured dear and tender thoughts about us? Right at this very moment, while you're listening to me and I'm speaking, the father is cherishing us in his thoughts. Isn't that amazing? All of us. I mean, it's amazing. And so he appreciates, honors, and loves us deeply. And he wants us to know that. It's a joy for him to cherish us in his thoughts. It's not a work. It's a joy. And so even when we fail, it's important for us to remember that God cherishes us and wants to help us and remind us there's no condemnation for us. Expect love, love, and more love because that's who he is. And, you know, when we know that God treasures us in his thoughts, like I said, it causes us to fall deeper in love with him, but it causes us to reign in life when we know how loved and special and cherished we are. And, you know, we can hold our heads up high 
in confidence because we are a precious and dearly loved child of God. And that is what I really want to keep spreading the news about. So why don't you just say this right now? God cherishes me in his thoughts. And then why don't you just say this? God treasures me. And so that's the next thing I'm going to talk about is I think I might have mentioned this before, but about, you know, God, God's love treasures you. In uh, Ephesians 2.10, it says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So the definition of masterpiece is a person's greatest piece of work, as in an art. So last summer, I may have mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it again because we can keep hearing, we need to continually renew our minds with the truth and keep hearing. I never get tired of hearing God's love for me, do you? I don't think you do. <laughs> But we need to hear it over and over again. That's why the Bible says, renew your mind. You know, we need to renew our minds with the truth and it hits our heart. And then we're able to believe and right believing leads to right living and everything else. But our family went to the famous Louvre, Le Louvre uh, Art Museum in Paris uh, last year. And we were walking around and there was a, the, the Mona Lisa, obviously, everybody's familiar with the Mona Lisa, which is one of the most famous, if not the most famous pieces of art in history. There was a, a large crowd gathered together to try to see any detail that they could about the Mona Lisa. And, and you know, out of the 380,000 objects of art, in that place this one was the most treasured piece in there and think about that you are the father's masterpiece you are his most cherished piece of work you're not a piece of work but this is an analogy you are his masterpiece he greatly cherishes and treasures you he's gazing at you looking at every detail about you you are made in his image and he is so proud and pleased with who you are he loves you he loves you right now as you are he's not waiting to love a future version of you so if you're struggling with some things right now, know that God loves you right where you are. He's not waiting until you get your act together. He's knowing his love for you will help you to effortlessly get your act together. But he will help you in this. Knowing his love is key. And so know that you are unique. You are special to him. No one can take the place that you have in his heart of love. That's how special and precious you are to him and how special I am to him. And so that's what I want to keep sharing with everybody, that you are his treasured masterpiece. So just say that out loud. I am the father's treasured masterpiece. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we just say that right now? Just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Thank you, Jesus. For going to the cross. Thank you, Jesus. 
I feel like there's a few people that are watching either now or five years from now, who knows, but you're getting a revelation. You are getting a nugget of truth that is hitting your heart about how cherished you are and it's going to change your life dramatically and you're going to see that happen. So if that's you, you just say, I received that. And then God's love favors you. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim his praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now I'm going to go on to explain some something in that verse in a minute. But you know, when I was a young child, I always, you know, I went through a lot of rejection and abandonment and I I didn't really know that I was loved and cherished. And so that's the thing. When we don't know we're loved and cherished, we act out different behaviors. I was angry. I rejected people before they rejected me. I wouldn't let people get close to me because I didn't realize that I was loved. I thought I was defective. But I always wanted to be special to someone. I always wanted to have a best friend, um, which brings tears to my eyes. <laughs> so, but I had, unfortunately, uh, I, I, a lot of heartache in that area. But I also had some good things happen with that. But to know that God considers us special and cherished. We don't have to have a best friend in life. I mean, it's wonderful that we do. He's our best friend. And he has chosen you to be his best friend. And he will not abandon you. And he will not reject you. He will never leave you. He chose you. And so um, the word chosen in this verse is a klektos, which means that it's the Greek word, which means select and by implication, favorite. So we are God's favorite people. Can you believe it? I mean, he chose us and selected us because he loves us. And some synonyms of the word favorite are beloved, favored, treasured, prized, cherished, special, esteemed, adored, best loved, number one, and wished for. So the most amazing news ever is that we are God's beloved, favored, treasured, prized, cherished, special, esteemed, adored, best loved, number one, and the wished for children he always wanted. And he is the wished for father I wish I had always had. And so no matter what wound you've gone through in life, parent wound or relational wound, just know that that God is the wished for father. God is the wished for friend. God, he is everything and he is perfect. He's the only one who's perfect. He's the only relationship that we will ever have that where he will not fail us ever for one second. Uh, but we all fail and fall short, myself included. So that's why it's important that we understand that who God is for us, because then we won't put false expectations on others in relationship. Because 
God is the only person, the only one that can be consistent in his love, his faithfulness, and every his time, everything. So it's important that we know what we mean to him so that we could go to him in relationship. And so why don't you just say that out loud as we leave this little nugget? I am God's favorite. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys a little secret here. Don't tell anyone, but I really am his favorite. <laughs> Sorry, I had to add a little humor there. That's I like to add humor because God likes to have fun. <laughs> and if you're arguing with me and saying, no, I'm his favorite, well, then you got it. Thank you, Jesus. You got it. So, um, and then God's love chose you, okay? And I'm going to continue to talk about him choosing us. Ephesians 1, 3 through 6, Blessed and worthy of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ, just as in his love he chose us, in Christ, actually, this is the Amplified, actually selected us for himself as his own. He chose you. Yeah, Kristen, you're God's favorite. Amen. Oh. <laughs> Before the foundation of the world so that we would be holy and blameless in his sight. If you can get one nugget from today, you just remember and meditate on the fact as you go out through your day. You just keep telling yourself, I'm God's favorite. <laughs> Thank you, Father, that I'm your favorite. <laughs> um, okay, I'm trying to get through this verse. But, you know, I remember in how many of you all remember. Now, I just happened to be really, really good at sports. And I think it was because it got me out of trouble and it got me out of my house and I really enjoyed sports. I mean, I used to race the boys and I actually used to beat them. Um, I, you know, there's long story. I broke the hundred meter dash record at my high school that was there. It might still be there, but it was there about four years ago and it was there for 27 years. Thank you, Jesus. So I was fast. I was voted the best female athlete in my school my senior year. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this to say, I feel like God helped me in that area. He knew what I was going through. And this was like a lifeline from him to, um, to, to just rescue me from some things that I went through in my home life. But I remember, you know, in elementary school that, you know, we used to play dodgeball and they used to pick teams. And so I was actually one of the ones that was picked because people knew I was a good athlete and that. And so even though I was only chosen for my athletic ability, is it was just nice to know that I was chosen and selected and by the way, if you were one of those ones that, you know, you were always picked last, just know that God never picks you last. He has always chosen you and he has selected you on purpose for who you are, not your athletic ability. Um, but the word chose in this verse means to pick out for myself, choose and select it comes from another Greek word, which means to select or choose out of by a highly deliberate choice. 
It was God's heart to deliberately choose us. And so the definition of deliberate means carefully thought out, informed, or done on purpose, premeditated. So before we were even born, God purposely thought about us and chose us on purpose to be his precious child. You are not a mistake. In all eternity, there has never been one moment or one second that you were not wanted by God or you were not chosen by God. Meditate on that. He chooses you now. He will choose you over and over again. You are loved and you are treasured by him. And you were chosen to be a part of his family. And he will never kick you out of that family. And so why don't you just say right now, I'm going to go to one more after this and then finish up here. What time is it? Wow. Time goes by fast when you're talking about your favorite topic in the whole world, God's love. <laughs> but why don't you just say that I have always been wanted by my good father. And that is good news. So I have a couple to pick out of here. Which one am I going to pick? Which one am I going to pick here? Well, I'm going to pick this one. Uh, it's called, uh, I'm just going to say, God's love never withdraws from you. And that's good news because sometimes people do. But we have to know that God is not like people and he won't do that with us. So I'm going to read a verse verses that we all are familiar with, but I'm going to read them again. Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So, you know, one of the hardest things that we all go through as human beings is rejection from people, especially rejection from people that we really, really love. It's very hard. It's a very painful experience. And I know that full well, because God never created us to be rejected. That was never his heart. But unfortunately, there was the fall of man and things came in and free will came into play, which can be incredibly amazing, but incredibly destructive as well. And so, you know, God, he, we were never created to be rejected. And so the word separate in this verse, we it, where I'm going to go back again, where it says nothing, and I listed those things, will be able to separate us from the love of God. That word separate is the Greek word and some meanings of it that mean to leave a spouse, as in divorce, to depart, withdraw, or to go away. This verse is saying that we are so secure in God's love that he'll never withdraw his love leave us or divorce us. And I know that divorce has caused many, and I, you know, there are reasons that that has to happen if there's abuse and all of this, but divorce has caused a lot of pain for a lot of people. It was very difficult for me as, as a child to go through that. But the good news is that God heals anything that comes in from that. But also the good news is to know 
that God never divorces us and his love will never depart for us or go away. And so when we understand his love for us, it actually causes us to rest. If a heart feels unloved, it will search for love in all the wrong places and it will cause anxiety and rest. But only God's love can fill that love void inside of us. And it's important that we know that. So I encourage you as you go out your day today to meditate on the fact that God will never stop loving you and he loves you and he will never stop loving you. You can never be separated from his love. Why don't we just say that right now? I can never be separated from God's love. And that is good news. God cherishes you. He loves you. He values you. You are his favorite. There's nothing he wouldn't do for you. If you're believing lies and you feel some barriers, like, you know, Father, I know that there's promises in the word, like, for example, for healing. What? Why am I not experiencing that? He will show you what lie you're believing and replace that with the truth. And so he's our helper. He's our comforter. Comforter. He keeps our secrets. He's our safest place. He's the safest love that we will ever have in our life. He's the safest relationship we will ever have in our life. And so I just um, pray that you took a nugget today of God's love for you and that you meditate on that and you realize that you can go to him for anything. You can ask him. You can share your heart. You can pour your heart out to him. And he loves it. And he, his greatest desire is for uh, relationship and fellowship with his kids. And so he loves the sound of your voice talking to him. He looks forward to talking with you. He looks forward to hearing you talking to him and he looks forward to sharing his secrets with you. So I pray that you guys have a blessed today, day today and just meditate on the fact that you are loved and you are cherished. God deeply loves you. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.